Hello, this is Pastor Daniel Cruz. Thank you so much for downloading our podcast. I enjoy spending this time with you, and I hope that this message series entitled Power of All blesses you. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Give the Lord a clap offering right there. Every couple goes through challenging seasons in their life as a couple in marriage. And boy, I got to tell you that I thought that I was exempt from that. But um, when it came, it came hard. Amen. And, um, and it came unexpectedly. And it tested every fiber of my being every fiber of our relationship, every fiber of our call, our call to ministry. And I thank God that when we resort back to what we've learned ever since we were spiritual adolescents, the power of prayer, the power of fasting, the power of worship in the midst of insurmountable odds against you. Come on, somebody. When you go back to the Word of God as your foundation and as your final authority, when you go back to the principles of declaration, confession, rebuking, casting out, come on somebody, is there an amen in the house? I'm saying, is there an amen in the house? Um, boy, I'll tell you, you win battles. Somebody say amen. And so I want to thank you so much for celebrating with us 29 years and uh, after service, we're all going to go to a restaurant, and, and uh, I heard that uh, Pastor Dennis and Pastor Rich um, is, are going to be paying for everybody. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm just kidding. They're rebuking, they're rebuking, they're rebuking. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Hallelujah, hallelujah. By faith, by faith they're going to pay. Amen. No, I'm just messing around. But um, I praise God for, um, for, for 29 great years. Somebody say amen. And, and, and the song, as the song says, the best is what? The best is yet to come, you all. Oh, my God. What the Lord has in store for us. If I can get this to raise up just a little bit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray and let's just dive into part two of the series that we are right now uh, d diving into. But, but you know what? Is there any testimony here, anything that God did this past weekend? Is there anybody here that, that felt like, man, God did something in my life that if I don't share, at least briefly, I'll explode? Uh, this past weekend, as you all know, we had uh, Apostle Alexander Pagani the altar was filled with people getting deliverance. We, under, we, we were taught about the, the courts of heaven, which, by the way, I'm going to be bringing a series on the courts of heaven uh, very soon, and how we operate on, with, with the courts, amen, or in the courts, and how everything is legal and so on and so forth as it relates to God. And um, so I, I want us right now to maybe hear a couple of testimonies of people whose lives were completely changed and transformed. As a matter of fact, let me do this. Let me go into the Word, and then right afterwards, right before we dismiss, we'll dismiss with a, with a couple of testimonies. Is that all right? 
okay? So make sure that you all are ready, those of you. Don't, don't be shy and don't be ashamed. If God delivered you from some birds, come on, somebody, amen? Amen, if God delivered you, it's all right. Testify that, share it. Man, I had some demons in my life, and man, I've been free ever since. God's been doing something in my life. Somebody say amen. All right, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are, are, are we okay with the microphone? Can you guys, you guys hear me fine? Okay, amen. Well, let's pray. Father, I thank you, and I ask you to think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords, and send the kind of anointing in this place that makes preaching and teaching easy. I ask you, dear God, that as a shaft of light, let your word go forth and illuminate every dark crevice of our soul, our heart, our mind, our spirit, just in every area, Father. Your word says that we are children of light, and therefore there is no darkness in us. So God, I confess there's no darkness in me. I walk in the light as you are in the light, in the name of Jesus. And because I walk in the light, I do not stumble or fall or falter in the name of Jesus. And nobody else falls in this church in Jesus' name, because light illuminates. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. So thank you, Lord, for your word as it goes forth. Somebody shout yes. Well, the last time that we were together, we were building and unwrapping a message entitled, The Power of, somebody say it, all. all. Somebody say it, all. all. The power of all. You know, the Bible teaches us on an ongoing basis continually, and please listen to me very carefully. I'm going to ask that no one uh, rise up and go downstairs and take a little uh, break of any sort in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, I want us to listen attentively to the word of the Lord as it goes forth. There is a lot in scripture as it relates to the power of all. As a matter of fact, there are things that God, there are anointings that God will only send corporately. I'm going to say that again. There are anointings that God will only send on a corporate level. In other words, he'll send it on a gathering, on an assembly, on a convocation. Is there an amen? Uh, he, he will send it to a group as opposed to one. How do I know this? Well, let's look at what the Bible says. Jesus speaking said this. He said, wherever there is one person, I am there in the midst of thee. Did he say that? Did he say that? What did he say? Wherever there are two or three, or there's some versions that say two or more, gathered in my name, gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. There is a measure of God's glory that will only come on groups. There is a measure of God's anointing, a level of God's manifest glory that is designed to come on the gathering. Somebody say amen. Say it again. Say it again. All right. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that when Jesus, right before he was taken up, he instructed his disciples to do what? Did he do this? Did he say, everyone now, go to your respective homes and wait there. I'm going to send the Holy Ghost. What did he tell the disciples? He said, I want all of you all, listen, there were over 120, over 120, that he instructed, as a matter of fact, some estimates are at 500. He literally instructed 500 people to gather together and to wait. 
Everybody say 500. Now, you all are going to help me preach today. Is that all right? All right. So you're going to talk back. Amen? All right. So how many did he address? How many did he give instruction to? To approximately how many? 500. And the Bible says that they all went to a place called the upper room and because they were instructed by the Lord to go there and to wait. To wait for what? To wait for a measure of God's glory the earth had not yet witnessed. A measure of God's manifest glory, manifest presence that the world to that point had not yet witnessed. And it was designed to come upon a group, not just individuals in their respective homes. Is there an amen? This wasn't just, oh, well, I'll stay home. I have people all the time that I hear that'll say, well, I'll stay home. God is with me in my house anyhow. And whatever he's going to pour out, he'll do it in my house, in, by my bedside, or whatever the case may be. Baby, listen to me. You have your own idea, but that idea is not scriptural. Will God bless you individually, come anoint you, and so on and so forth? Absolutely. Man, God shows up in my bedroom all the time. He shows up in my closet all the time. When I'm praying, when I'm interceding, in my car, after I drop off my kids from school, uh, uh, at school, I'll be driving home. Listen, I'll be speaking in tongues, praying in the Spirit. I'll be, glory to God, praying for each one of my children individually. I'll be praying for my wife. Then I'll move on from my family to you. And I'll begin to pray for your families, pray for you. Glory to God. Is there an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Listen to me. And so God's presence will be felt in my car, and I'll, I'll begin to weep. But I'm going to tell you something. There is an anointing. There is a corporate anointing that only comes on a group. This is in the Bible. Jesus said, gather you all yourselves together in the upper room and wait there. So 500 turns to 400, 400 turns to 300. They just kept on going, leaving, finding more important things to do. And the Bible teaches that finally it was narrowed down to 120. And these 120 were there in the upper room. They refused to leave. They were waiting for something. Didn't know what they were waiting for, but they were waiting for something. Then all of a sudden, like the sound of a mighty rushing wind, the Bible says that the Spirit of God burst into that place. Glory to God. Come on, somebody say amen. And the Bible says there appeared over each and every one of their heads tongues, cloven tongues as of a fire. Amen. And it rested upon each one of them. And the Bible says they were all. Somebody shout all. No, 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 no. Say all. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to spe speak in other tongues. Somebody shout amen. amen. Woo, glory to God. Let me ask you a question. The ones that left and were in their homes thinking that God was going to show up in their house, did they experience the same thing? They left. Is there an Amen. And so don't let the, le the devil lie to you and tell you you, don't, you can skip church. I'm going to tell you something, man. There's something, th there's something about the gathering that Jesus said, as, 
as you draw near to my return, he says, even the more, make sure that you don't forsake the assembly. That's in your Bibles. He said, as the day approaches, even more, make sure you fight for the gathering. You make sure you get to the house. You make sure you get to God's house. Is there an amen? There is no lone ranger spirit in the church. Come on, somebody. There is no me, me myself, and I, and that's all that really matters. Come on, me, me, my, and mine. That's it. No. Somebody say all. all. Say it again. All. One more time real loud. All. all. There's an anointing that only comes down on, on the gathering. This is in, in your Bibles. Uh, we see this throughout Scripture. We see how God comes down, tells Moses, gather the people. He said, gather them. And tomorrow I'm coming down. He says, gather them all, and when they're all gathered, I'm going to descend. Somebody say amen. He could have said, Moses, just tell everybody, wait in their tents, and, uh, and I'm going to show up. In each individual tent, I'm going to come down in my glory. No, he said, get them out of their tents. Gather them all together. Is there an amen? Look at somebody and say, that's God's design. See, our design, especially the Greek mind, the Greek mind is, uh, it's just me, myself, and I, but the Hebrew, Hebraic, or Jewish mindset says, no, it's about the tribe. Somebody say, it's about the tribe. Come on, say it again. It's about the tribe. Is there an Amen. God deals with the tribes. He deals with tribes. God sends his Holy Spirit to deal with tribal people. The people of Israel were tribal people. Somebody shout tribal. tribal. Amen? The Greeks, on the other hand, were individualistic in their mind and in their approach to life. Uh, it's not about us. It's about me. It's not about we. It's about just uh, me, myself, what's mine. Is there an amen? All right. But listen, very, very important. There's a power. That's why we're calling this the power of what? All. All. Watch this now. For the Jewish mind, and we spoke a, a little bit about this the last time that we were together. And by the way, by the way, um, I, I just feel in my heart that God is going to do something while I'm speaking. There, 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 is, there, there are certain people here right now that said, God, I need to get a word from you because I don't know how I'm going to make it another day. And I'm going to tell you something. As I'm speaking, make sure that you are listening attentively and let the Holy Ghost speak into your life. Is there an amen? amen. Glory to God. The Hebrew or Jewish uh, mindset says, watch this now. I'm going to sacrifice, so therefore I'm going to serve. I'm going to sacrificially serve. Watch this. The Jewish or Hebraic mindset says, the, the value, the anointing is in my serving. And I don't need to see, be seen by anybody. All I know is that God is going to see my heart of servitude and God is going to bless me for that. 
because I am committing to the tribe and I'm willing to sacrifice along with everyone else. Is there an amen? But watch this. The, the Hellenistic or Greek mindset says, I'm going to serve, but I'm going to serve for recognition. In other words, I want the high visibility positions. I don't want the obscure, ain't nobody see you positions. And we have to be very careful about that because in the church, we don't realize this, that a lot of times we categorize responsibilities based on visibility. We, listen, we categorize responsibilities based or positions based on visibility. And so we then desire to do things that are more visible rather than the obscure or the unnoticed. Is there an amen? Glory to God. When God says, I notice what you're doing, is there an amen? God says, I notice what you're doing. I see you. As a matter of fact, I'm with you when you're out there feeding the homeless in the feet of Jesus uh, 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 ministry right after everybody leaves and is in their restaurants eating or at home eating around the dinner table. Glory to God. And there are people that are walking through the community looking for homeless people, giving them blankets, giving them a hot meal. God says, that does not go unnoticed. Somebody say amen to that. Glory to God. Watch this now. So the power of all says partnership. The, he, the, the Greek mindset, I'm sorry, the Greek mindset says this. Um, I work alone. I rather work alone. That's the Greek mindset. Because if I work with a group, the group gets the recognition, not me. So I'd rather work alone. Now, I'm not saying that if you're in a ministry and you're the only one in that ministry that, you know, you want to be recognized. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is this. We have to make sure we examine our hearts. Somebody say, the power of all. Watch this now. The Jewish mindset is a group-focused mindset, whereas the Hellenistic mindset is a self-centered mindset. Grade your paper, please. Uh, it's important for us to understand that when it comes to the power of all, the Bible teaches us that the power of all is what enables us to accomplish things we would not otherwise be able to accomplish. How many of you saw that video there going way back to the beginning of our ministry and when God anointed me as a pastor by my pastor, that was the, the first picture or the second picture that you saw up there. Listen to me carefully. Um, it took a, an all mentality in order to accomplish the things that we accomplished in the last 29 years. I wouldn't have been able to do it alone. When we, were, when we took Fullerton Avenue, when we took that first building on Fullerton Avenue, which used to be a bowling alley, listen to me carefully. Our young people said this. This is what some of the young people said to me. They said, Pastor, we want to be able to contribute. My mom is contributing. My dad is contributing. Uh, you know, the, the adults are galvanizing, coming together. There, are, there were some people that took jobs, second jobs, to bring the check that second check to the church because they believed in the vision and they believed in what God called us to do. And so they, there were people that did that. Watch this now. But the young people felt a little bit 
out of place. They were like, man, we don't have jobs. We're still in school. Some of them were 15 years old, 16 years old, and uh, 14 years old. And they said, Pastor, what can we do? We want to be able to contribute to this building project. And so what ends up happening, folks, is that uh, I said, well, let me pray about it. I want to really pray and see what God is telling me to do. Then one day I was driving down the street on, on Fullerton Avenue, and it was uh, uh, one of those days where these people were out in the street. Um, they were collecting for a ministry, if you will, an organization called Misericordia. How many of you know the Misericordia uh, organization, right? They used to give these, these uh, slow pops. What, what were they called? Um, they were these, like, Caramel, caramels, pops that they used to give. I used to love those pops. And now you only find them at Crate and Barrel. But anyways, listen to this carefully. Slowpoke. That's right. Slowpoke. Some, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Uh, you're, my, you're, you're around my age. That's why. I, that's why. The slowpokes. And so watch this. I saw them collecting. And they all had these vests on. You know those vests that, that only come from the, they, on the front, in the back, and then they have little pockets here? Okay. And so they'll take out, give you a little piece of paper, take whatever you, you have as a gift, and they'll put it in their little pocket. And as I was praying, I felt the Lord say, get those vests made and put on the front of the vest, help build our church. And put a, a little hard hat symbol with, some, with a, a hammer and a saw right here in the middle. And, so, and, ta and, and, I, and, and then I heard the Lord say, go to Home Depot and pick up hard hats. Hard hats for all the young people. Watch this. And have them go out into the streets, stand on various street corners, and just going with the hard hats as the, as the cars park. It's a red light. They go. And folks, people started dropping change, 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 right? Watch this now. They started dropping change. The young people felt so excited because they were now contributing to a building project to our church's next level. And watch this now. They came after four hours. They all gathered in, and they all came to our building there. It was unfinished. It was completely unfinished. There was just garbage and debris everywhere. We, we took this big table at, that was there, and they came all with their hats, and they dropped all that money from each individual hat on the table, and we started counting, counting and counting. Folks, the first day that we went out, we collected close to $3,000. When I told these young people that we had almost $3,000, you should have seen their eyes, man. I took out about $100 from that, bought them all pizza. Come on, somebody. Amen. So they were excited about that. And then they were saying, when can we go out again? And I said, well, let's put a schedule together. So we put a schedule together, and these kids went out by almost on a schedule week after week. Folks, I kid you not, one day they brought in close to $5,000. Listen to this. 
So we were taking that money, giving it to the workers, uh, giving it to the carpenters, giving it to the electricians, and they were buying material, and they were just building and building and building and building out this building. Watch this now. Which, which when we took it, was rat-infested, bird-infested, had no plumbing, had no electrical, had no windows. And then somebody said, Pastor, let's get all these new windows. And I found out it was $7,000 for the windows. The young people said, we can do it. We're good. We can do it. And we said, okay. So we went out on a very busy summer day, and they were, man, everywhere. They were on, on, on Irving Park and Cicero. They were on, on Fullerton and uh, Pulaski. They were everywhere. We went to all these different neighborhoods. They were in, in Wicker Park. Come on, somebody. Everywhere you saw these, these vests help build our church. And it was young people. Folks, I kid you not. We collected the money that was needed, $7,000, to put all the windows. So the windows on that building on Fullerton Avenue that we were at for 18 years, all of the windows were paid for by the youth. Somebody shout, the power of all. Is there an amen? This, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened that quickly had we just waited on the adults because the adults are working and so on and so forth and they have their responsibilities and whatever the case may be. And so it would have been a slower process. But the young people said, we're going to do this thing. Somebody say amen. Somebody say the power of all. Listen to me very carefully. The Bible can only be understood in terms of community. Somebody say in terms of community. God promises, listen, most of God's promises, believe it or not, are corporate promises. Most of God's promises are corporate promises. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are to help preserve the community, help preserve the, the gathering. Somebody say amen. Uh, and to equip all those in ministry to do the work of the ministry. Somebody say amen to that. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 8 through 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 8 through 10, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Everyone listen to this carefully. Here is one alone. Notice what it says in the Amplified in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says, here is one alone, no one with him. He neither has a child nor a brother, yet there is no end to all his what? Labor, neither is his eye satisfied with riches, neither does he ask, for whom do I labor and deprive myself of good? This is also vanity, emptiness, falsity, and futility. And then it says this, yes, it is a painful effort and an unhappy business. What is he saying? Listen, the wise Solomon is saying this. He's saying that when you find someone alone, they're full of labor, labor, and laboring, but yet they don't find any meaning and purpose to their labor other than doing it for themselves or doing it alone. Hear me. And then God says, this is futility, and all you have is pain, painful effort and unhappy business. Watch this. Go on, next verse. 
Two are what? Are better than one. Because they have a good or more satisfying reward for their what? For their labor. Notice the contrast. God says one person alone doing it is not good. There's a lot of frustration. There's no sense of purpose and destiny and legacy. He says, but two are better than one because they have a good or more satisfying reward for their labor. Next verse. And then it says, for if they fall, what happens? The one will lift up his fellow. But woe, watch this, woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him, what? Up. Why is unity so important in the church? Why is the power of all so important in the church? Because when you are connected to other people, we are able to help you when you are fall, when you are falling or you are faltering. Are you listening to me? Somebody say amen. amen. There have been phone calls that I've made to men in this church, to men in this church that I've seen that they've been faltering or, or, or they've been, they've been uh, going off uh, to the left or off to the right. Are you listening to me? And then having conversations with them, I'm able to do what? I'm able to help them get back in line. I'm, I'm able to help them and challenge them to think differently than what they're thinking now. Why? Because there is, there is an anointing that comes upon multiplication. There's an anointing that comes upon more than one. Is there an amen to help lift your brother up? Somebody say amen. Glory to God. Listen to me. We have got to get rid of this mindset. I don't need anybody. I said, we've got to get rid of this mindset that says, I don't need anybody. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool alone. The devil is a liar. That's not God's design. That's the devil's design. Because if the devil can isolate you, he will literally destroy you. Is there an amen? Come on, somebody say amen to that. If the devil is able to isolate you, he will destroy you. The Bible says that two are better than one because if one falls, there's someone there to pick you up. Somebody say the amen. That's important. You know why most people want to be alone? Without realizing it. Because they don't want to be found out. They don't want to be measured. They don't, they don't want to be measured. Because when you're, when you're close to some folks, they can look at it, they can look at your face and know you're off. Can I, can I confess? Can I confess something? From before my 29 years. This is when I was a, my pastor's, my pastor's uh, uh, youth leader. I was going through a time of carnality. Y'all know carnality? Y'all know carnality? Y'all know fleshly, fleshly realm, fleshly world? I remember I was going through a, a season that, uh, you know, I had not been praying. I had not been reading the word. And I had, I got real cold, y'all, in the church, you know, real cold. And I, and I yeah, don't judge me now. This, this was way, 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 way a long time ago. And I remember, watch this now, I remember, watch this, I remember that, that I was allowing certain things in my life, I had, I had literally felt, folks, listen, I felt 
when a, a demonic spirit came right in. I felt it, and I knew it. I got sick to my stomach. I knew it. But I just, you know, I just simply allowed that thing to happen. I'm telling you, folks, listen to what I'm saying. And I remember that, that I was, you know, I was just in that, in that, in that rebellious stage. I was working with, with young people, and I told, I told Pastor, Pastor, uh, you need to put somebody else in front of the young people. Have them lead. Have them lead. You need to put somebody else. Because I just felt my heart. I didn't know how to get out of that, that, that rut that I was in, that, that I didn't know how to get out, you know. And so I was like, man, what's going on here? So watch this now. I walk into our church, to my church, not, not to this church, to the church I was a member of. And I, when I walked in, I'm telling you folks, when I walked in, the one who greeted me gave me his hand and said, God bless you. And then he goes like this, whoa. I came in with a smile, y'all. And he greets me and he goes, whoa. And then I said, what's up? And he said, he goes like this. He said, your face, man. He said, I don't know, but something's not right. Did you hear what I just said? They, said? they said, something's not right. And I said, what do you mean something's not right? Man, get out of that. I tried to deny it. And he goes, uh-uh. He goes, you and me, after church. He goes, go on, enjoy the service, but you and me, after church. And I said, oh! I should have stayed home! Watch this. I remember that after service, come on, man, you ain't going nowhere. I, I felt a, an arm around me. He said, come on, man, let's go. Let's go get a bite to eat. You hungry? You hungry? Yeah, yeah. I said, let's go. When we went in the car, he goes, okay, now, tell me what's going on. And I started crying. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you appreciate those moments, man. When you're a part of the body, when you're not alone, when you are not isolated, when you're not just, you know, I don't need anybody. No, 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 no. We need each other. We need each other. We need people to look at us in the face and say, something is not right with you, man. Come on. Get back on track. Get back into alignment. What's going on? What do we have to cast out? What do we need to pray against? God does not want you by yourself. There's a power in all. Somebody say there's a power. Shout it real loud. There's a power in all. You see, the Bible, now, you know, I understood early on when the Bible says, that when the finger hurts, the whole body hurts. When the toe gets stubbed, the whole body, the head feels it. Come on, you feel it all over. Is there an amen? How many of you have ever stubbed your little tiny little toe? That little, I don't know what you call it, pinky toe? I don't know what you call that. That little toe, how many of you have ever stubbed it? You're walking, bam!
Why is the arm reacting? Why is this other leg reacting? It wasn't hit. Why is my chest palpitating? Why is my heart racing? Why do I want to pass out? Because the pinky got hurt. The rest of the body feels it, and that's what the Holy Spirit says. He says, we are all one body. And if the pinky gets hurt, you feel it in your whole body. Is there an amen? You feel it. Watch this. But if you disconnect from the body, you're dead. Are you listening to me? You're dead. You are dead. Because you're disconnected from the heartbeat. You're disconnected from the life circulating in the body. There's a power in all. That brother in the car says, all right, tell me what's going on. And I started just spilling my heart out, man. I said, man, I've just been going through this, don't know how to overcome this, what's, you know, what's happening, and, and I, I've been just been struggling in this area, and I feel like giving up, and so on and so forth. He says, man, listen to me. He says to me, I was there. You see, that's what you need to hear. Someone that has been through what you are currently going through and will tell you, let me just tell you what road I took to get out of that slump, out of that situation that you're in right now. You know how I broke that? This is how I broke that. Two are better than one. Don't let the, the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil lie to you, tell you that you can do it outside of the body. You can't do it outside of the body. We need one another. Is there an amen? Somebody say amen to that. Somebody say amen to that. Somebody say amen. God is good. Is there an amen? God is good. The Lord, said, the Lord says, the Lord said, says, I've seen your tears, daughter, and your complaints to him. Why? Why hasn't this situation changed for me or changed in my life? God says, oh, man. The Lord says that in the next two months, there's going to be a complete turning of your situation, a complete and absolute turning. As a matter of fact, God says, I'm going to rewire you. Rewire your emotions. Rewire what's happening in your life. And God says, I'm going to remove the anger you've been holding on to. God says, I'm going to remove that anger, that place that you came to. Come here, sweetie. That place that you came to where, you, where you're just like, you know what? It's almost like there is a, a, a resentment deep inside, and you don't even want to walk around with that. You don't even want to walk around like that. But God says, let it go. God said, release it to me right now. Release it to me. Don't, don't, don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be, just release it to me. God is here right now, daughter. God is here right now. And he says he loves you, and he's seen every situation you're going through. He sees, he sees it. 
He sees it. Even, even that, 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 that sense of loneliness that has tried to, to, to come on you. You have people around you, but you're just feeling alone. And God says, that's it. That's it. Let it go. There's an anointing right now that's going to come on you, even as I am holding your hand right now. Just extend your hands over here. That's it. Don't be afraid any longer. No longer, no longer. No longer. Shh. Ooh, there it is. There's an anointing right now. Shh. Oh, wow. I feel like a, like a faucet has been opened. Mm. Ah, there it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God says, I'm going to handle the details. Don't, don't worry about the details. God says, I'm going to deal with every detail of your heart. God says, as a matter of fact, the Lord says, I'm going to give you a heart that's never been hurt. I'm going to give you a heart that's never been hurt. Come on. God says, I'm going to take out this heart that's been wounded, this heart that's been betrayed, and God says, I'm going to put in a heart that's never been hurt. It's okay. That's okay. Shh. Shh. Oh, my God. Shh. Get ready because you're going to see things differently. You're going to see things completely differently from a different perspective because God says you're going to look at things from a heart that's never been hurt. You've been saying, God, deal with my heart and, and heal my heart and heal these wounds and so on and so forth. God says, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to give you a new heart, a new heart. Oh, my God. Sweetheart, can you come over here? I want you to give her an embrace. I want you to just give her a, a hug. And uh, God says that when my wife puts her arms around you, that's the equivalent of him putting his arms around you. You're his little girl. You hear me? You are his little girl. And he's been jealous of you and jealous. He's been jealous for you. He's been jealous for you. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering in this house. Spirit of the living God. 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 Christina, come over here. 
Just stay connected, please. Everybody here, just stay connected, will you? Just come closer. the spirit of the Lord right now. And that's the touch of God right now. Right now, that's the touch of God. There it is. There it is. There it is. There he is. Come on. There he is. Just don't hold anything back. Don't hold anything back. The Lord says that he, that your life has been like a puzzle. It's been like a puzzle. And it's been scattered all around the table. All the pieces. And a lot of times you've tried to kind of sit down and put the puzzle together. But the Lord says you get frustrated because sometimes you're trying to put a piece where it does not go. You're trying to make it fit. And God says that's not the piece that goes there. And God says that you've been so frustrated that you'll just simply put your hands on top of the pieces and scatter them even more. But God says, he's going to put a stop to your own efforts. He's going to put a halt to your efforts. And God says that he's going to come and he's going to begin, listen, to put every piece where they belong. And he said, you're going to watch with your eyes and you're going to observe how each piece is going to come from an unrelated part and come in and things are going to begin to with every piece that falls in that connects to another you're going to be like ah now I understand now I know why now I understand why there's an anoint right now the Holy Spirit is going to place his hands Put your hands up. The Spirit of the Lord is going to literally take your hands and just hold them. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord is going to take your hands right now. You're going to begin to feel a fire on your palms. God says, that, that fire is me, says the Lord. Extend your hands over here, church. There it is, there it is, there it is. There it is, there it is, there it is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God says, get ready because your life, every piece of your past is going to begin to make sense. Every piece of your past is going to begin to make sense. 
Raise up your hands even higher. There it is, there it is, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my goodness. That's okay. That's okay. Just release it. Just release. Just release right now. Whatever the Lord, however God is touching you, just, re just respond to it right now. Just respond to it right now. Just respond to it right now. There it is, there it is, there it is. There it is, there it is. There he is. Hira masokute le rebe shatara masoborotove. Remesha dabasan dirini andatatere le rebusha. There it is, there it is, there it is. Oh my God. He's pulling it out right now. He's pulling it out right now. He's pulling it out right now. Right now, right now. He's pulling it out right now. There it is, there it is. He's pulling it out right now. Right now. There it is, there it is. There it is, there it is. Sometimes pain, and this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing pain like with tentacles, almost like roots, roots of a tree. And, and God says a lot of times we go and we, we try to deal with the tree, what we see, and we pull it out, but we, there's roots there. And those roots, after a while, begin to be uh, nurtured back and the pain comes back and you can be driving your car or you can be waking up in the morning and all of a sudden these things hit you and you realize and you're like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, this was years ago. Why is this coming up now? Roots of pain. Roots of pain. I see God pulling out roots right now. He's pulling out roots right now, daughter. That's it. There it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. There it is, there it is, there it is. Can I get a microphone? God says that you've been responding to things around you based on those roots of pain. But he's taking them out right now. He's taking them out right now. I want you to repeat after me. Take it all, Jesus. Take it all, Jesus. Come on, say it louder. Take it all, Jesus. Take it now. Take it now. Take it now. Take it now. Come on, say it loud. Take it now. Now, come on. Now. Come on. <laughs> This is surgery. <laughs> Give her an embrace. Come. Everybody stand to your feet.
Listen to me. As I was ministering to her, the Lord showed me a picture. And this picture was um, one of a, of, a, of a tree. And the tree had the words over the tree that said pain on it. And then, watch this, pain. And then I saw the, the roots that were going over the congregation and some roots were going into people. Not everyone, but some people had the root of that pain that's old. I'm not talking about recent pain that you're dealing with or whatever the case, something that has happened recently, but there's that pain that's been there for a long time, a long time. And the demon connected to that pain was renounced. Many of you cast that thing out last week. Is there an amen? However, listen to me. However, pain, hear me, pain in and of itself is not demonic. It's the advantage the enemy takes, but it's not demonic. Pain is not demonic. Are you listening to me? But the devil takes advantage of pain. Now you released and commanded that spirit to be broken off of you in the name of Jesus and cast that thing out. Many of you did. But God says, I want to heal the pain. And watch, when I count to three, listen to me carefully, those of you that feel, that's me right now, don't hesitate. Do not hesitate. I want you to get out of your seat and come up here real quickly. Come on. One, two, three, right now. Those of you that feel, that was me, that was me, that was me, that was me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've subscribed in order to get our latest messages. And also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You know, it's always an honor and a privilege to come to you on a regular basis to deliver to you the life-giving Word of God. Until next time, God bless you.